awesome, Kelly. Thanks for those updates. That's right. We have our next carrier update. And Thomas, I know volumes, I know Tinder rejections and ROTRI, especially FOTRI, indices, things like that. But what does the NTI tell us and what do we have here? So NTI is our National Truckload Index. We have the seven-day average here and then in purple or fuchsia. I always get my colors mixed up here. Uh, we are seeing the daily movement. So you want to look at both because the NTID will help give you a snapshot into what the NTI seven-day average will be. Makes a little bit of sense. But concerning is that, you know, we've been hanging around this uh, price, you know, floor, the spot market floor for the past few months and uh, continue to see some uh, softness in the market. Now, this is the all-in rate. This is not the NTIL, which is your line haul with a fuel surcharge removed from it. But uh, one of the big things is that, you know, we saw in a month and a quarter, not a lot of movement. Typically, spot market rates in a somewhat balanced environment, we would see some upward and then, you know, continue to see it. There's not a lot of strongness here. So at the end of the day, uh, we are still in a situation where uh, excess truckload capacity. So anytime they say there's a shortage, maybe there's a turnover issue as in a shortage of how much you need to fill the bucket. But if we did, in fact, lose enough of said capacity and actually had an actual shortage, rates would be better. We're not there yet, folks. So uh, I just saved you money from coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> and Thomas, our CEO and founder, Craig Fuller, uh, recently put out an article kind of highlighting some aspects of the current freight conditions. One of the big things, of course, he went through brokerages, really the, the growth of it, the necessity of them now. Um, and one of the other big things that he kind of mentioned was that we might only be halfway through this downturn in the freight recession and that we have just so much capacity on the road right now. Can you talk to us about what we look are looking at, like at revocations and what that needs to do in order to kind of see some of that balancing out in rates? Well, it's, we, we do see a lot of uh, bleeding out in the market. Net revocations and operating authorities, we are losing more carriers than we are gaining. But I mean, right now it's between like 300, 400 to maybe even 1,000, depending upon the week. Um, there is an abundance. And, and at the end of the day, in years prior, we have not been in a situation where uh, for so long, truckload capacity entered the market, small fleets and owner operators. And so we are in uncharted territory when trying to figure out how much longer it will take for this to right size, supply and demand, obviously. Uh, that, that's something that uh, the biggest things to add into this that make this more unique is that brokerages are tech savvy. So pricing data, we actually have more visibility in pricing data and carriers who are operating in these markets have more visibility. Uh, back in the day, you know, you could see uh, capacity could leave and come and go, but it, it, you're able to operate leaner and more efficiently and do more with less in this kind of environment. And so that's kind of the double-edged sword that we're looking at right now, because when we're trying to predict how long these carriers will uh, persist and when they're going to go, uh, it's, I mean, you, you might as well, if I had the answer to that, I'd definitely be a rich man, but what we can tell is by the data. And when we're looking at this data here, this persistent softness the lack of an ongoing upward movement in spot rates indicates that, you know, we're still not out of the woods. And Thomas, we're looking at the state of carriers. Can you talk to us about what maybe some of the large mega carriers are feeling compared to the midsize, maybe even the smaller owner operators? Higher cost across the board for everyone. That's the first step. Wages, maintenance, truck payments, you name it. When we talk about persistent macroeconomic inflation and other problems, this extends down to our transportation. Smaller fleets deal with other things that are rough, which is if they don't have a fuel surcharge, so higher fuel costs. Maybe they're paying their drivers more to, to get them. So probably the situation as well is that smaller carriers do not have access to year-round contracted freight to the extent that a large carrier, which would have a 90 to 95% of their book of business have. So 
you know, the largest carriers right now are worried about contract Q3 earnings is coming up. We're going to start to see some folks reporting on it. Uh, they are faring better than uh, smaller carriers that are exposed to the spot. But remember, large carriers can also go out of business because the economy is scale, uh, positive feedback, you know, positive uh, uh, movement. It can also, you know, screw you over, unfortunately. So if they're not managing their capital expenditures, if they're not controlling costs, if they're buying too many units, you know, it doesn't take a lot to create a situation where it snowballs. You know, smaller fleets and owner operators, maybe you're thinking of buying one new truck if you have five trucks. That's a big deal. When you're buying 5,000 trucks, you got to watch out. So uh, th that's the biggest thing to watch right now is let's look at Q3 earnings. Let's look at what they're going to say. What we're probably going to see is the words, let's play bingo real quick before I let everyone go. Seasonality, persistent softness, um, and then something about down market upcycle. We're going to throw out some buzzwords here. What they're trying to say is we don't know yet and it's rough. So stay tuned. We'll get that updated bingo card from you before earnings come out, Thomas, for sure. Thanks for this update. We'll check in again with you again soon. Right now, we're going to toss it over to Kaylee Nix with our next guest.